on the floor, now my jewelry box froze Fuck a bowl, fuck a stove, counted millions in a cold Bad bitch, booted swole, got her on bankroll Can't fold, that's a no, headshot, case closed What is up guys? It's Andy Priscilla and this is the show for the realest sake about it The lies, the fakeness and delusions of modern society and welcome to motherfucking reality. You guys all thought I fucked it up, didn't you? <laughs> I think you thought you fucked it up. I did. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. It took me, a, I had a little Joe Biden moment. <laughs> oh, That's man. That's probably the closest you've ever been, though. Uh, I picked it up, though. Hey. I picked it up and I closed hard. There you go. I went hard in the tank. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. So what do we got today? We got Q&AF. Q and AF, baby. All right. So before we get started on the Q and AF, I'd like to remind you guys uh, to please pay the fee. Okay. Uh, I really appreciate all the support you guys show the show. Uh, we don't run ads for the show. We don't run ads on the show. I'd rather just this to be a straight value exchange. If we do good, uh, you support us. If we don't do good, don't support us. And I'm totally cool with that. So um, what do we got? Guys, you guys know how this works. I got three questions for Andy. Um, and as always, guys, email your questions in to askandy at andyforsella.com. Um, and the questions can be about anything. As always, we always appreciate your questions. They're awesome. So keep sending them in. Um, so I'll ask Andy three questions. If you're uh, ready, we're going to go fire for fire for fire. I'm ready. Let's get it in. So question number one. All right. So we've talked about this a lot. Critical thinking, right? It has been intentionally removed from our society, right? And people's ability to see ahead to think critically is at an all-time low. How exactly do you improve the ability to see further ahead? Like, how do you, how have you worked and, and improved that skill of critical thinking and seeing, you know, two, three years ahead? Like, how do you do that? Well, you're talking about two different things. One, you're critical thinking, and you're talking about vision, all right? Um, both of them are very similar, uh, but they're also different as well. So when it comes to critical thinking, you know, we are all used to and indoctrinated into, uh, you know, here's the way it is, and then take a test to make sure that our answer matches what they say is the answer. And that's how we've all been raised one yeah. way or another, whether yeah. it be, uh, you know, true, like it doesn't matter what your version of the truth is. Um, it's still that way of thinking, right? remember this, do this. And that's why I struggled in school. I always struggled in school because I thought for myself, like it never yeah. made sense to me uh, when I was in college that I'm taking an entrepreneurship class. And here's this person teach me about how to be a successful entrepreneur who doesn't own a business. When at the time I did own a business and then I see him driving away in a 19 fucking 81 shit box. Yeah. Like <laughs> I can critically think my way to say, Hey, this might not be the best person to fucking learn from. Yeah. Um, so I think it's important for people to question everything. I think a big thing of critical thinking is to ask questions. Um, for example, like what's going on in the world, right? Like, you know, a lot of people, they look at one side or the other side, but they refuse to look at both sides. Mm. You know, a lot of people feel better when, they're, when their biases are confirmed versus them being uncomfortable with new information that might conflict with those biases. So I think it's important to be open to all sides of the story and to realize that, you know, there's not two sides to the coin. There's three sides to the coin, right? There's the heads, there's the tails, and then there's the actual side. Right. All right. And that stands for the same idea. You know, there's their side, there's their side. And then there's somewhere in the middle is the truth. Right. And I think it's important to remember that in, in, in almost every situation, but especially with what's going on in the world. Um, 
you know, in terms of seeing what's going to happen, a lot of that comes from experience, right? Like you're, you're, you kind of have to just think unemotionally completely, not get upset about what's happening, not get emotionally invested, but, but see things for what they are. All right. Uh, a realistic viewpoint of the truth. And this is why we call the show Real AF. You know, this is about a realist perspective. Yeah. Separate your emotions. Pull your emotions and your personal beliefs about the way things should be and, and pull that away and look at what is. All right. And then look at the actions of people versus what they say. Right. That's a big thing, too. A lot of people want to believe everything that, that people say, whether it be in their business or business relationships or the government or the media or whatever. We all want to trust people. It's human nature. So we have to admit to ourselves that the truth is uh, not everybody's worth that trust. Yeah. So it's very important that you watch people's actions um, versus listening to what they say. But when it comes to seeing down the road and seeing what's happening, I think having a very good knowledge of historical facts is a good place to start because sure. the truth is history does repeat itself. Sure. So, um, you know, it, it's sort of like, you know, you, you're sitting, you're sitting on the beach, right. And you're watching someone and there's a hole in the beach and they're running and you know that they don't see the hole. Right. And then they fall in the hole. Yeah. Okay. And you see that happen 400 times. Well, eventually when you see this person start running 400 yards away, you already know what's going to happen at exactly. the end. You know what I'm saying? So there's an, there is a, there's aspects to being able to see what's happening. And, and, and one of them is experience. Mm -hmm. One of them is uh, non-emotional critical thinking. One of them is finding the facts and making decisions based on the facts, not based on how you feel about the facts, um, which is really the biggest problem that's going on in the world For right sure. now, in my opinion. Uh, but yeah, I mean, thinking critically, guys, is a very important skill to practice, you know, and a good way to to see if you're thinking critically is to ask yourself, am I thinking emotionally or am I thinking logically? Is this a fact or is this something that I'm making up in my head? Is, is this a feeling? A, yeah. yeah. Is it a feeling? Is it a story I'm telling myself? Yeah. And you could save yourself a lot of hardship emotionally by becoming a critical thinker because when you're a critical thinker, you, you, you don't let yourself get sucked into other situations that would get you into a highly emotional state. And by the way, um, this, this is not something that you master in one day. This is a lifetime mastery program on this. Sure. I mean, there are still things that I see on a daily basis that make me fucking angry. And I think it's important that we, you know, we all do our best to not to contribute to the division, yeah. you know? So that's critical thinking, you know, like I'm thinking, okay, I have a voice. People are watching. What do I show? Everybody's seeing this anyway. Do I really want to pour gas on this fire or do I want to, uh, let people see for themselves on their own and then me be a voice to help guide them towards unity instead of more division. So, so there's a lot of ways to think about it and, and, you know, however you think about it in, in those situations and however you want to re represent yourself is your decision. But I think it's important for you to consider the impacts of your actions, right? right. Like, are we just hyping people up causing more division or are we, you know, because like there's a balance there, right? Like, no, it has to be. Yeah, like people do need to see these things. For sure. But does it need to be jammed down their throat so hard that we that we create a backlash towards right. I, I don't I don't think shot so. is doing this like, oh look, look at this shit, look yeah, at this. Shit. That makes sense. The other side's like, look at this. Yeah, shit. yeah, right. And makes so, no sense. so I think thinking critically about and taking a step back and taking a pause about what's going on um really could serve the world right now. Yeah. You know, and I think everybody needs to uh get away from the emotional thinking. And we do, we're seeing it right now, right? Mm -hmm. Like, let's just be fucking honest.
Um, a lot of people didn't like Trump because they didn't like the way he behaved. Or because somebody else told them. Okay, not that's to like right. Him. And that's no. not critical thinking. No. Critical now you have a president who is legitimately hurting you, mm-hmm. your fucking income, your fucking future, your kids' future, and putting us in danger by some of the shit that he's doing. And so what would you rather have? Would you rather have a little bit of discomfort on your emotional state or would you rather have real pain in real life? Because that's the decision that you made, right? Um, and that's the importance of critical thinking. You have yeah. to be able to look at someone and say, you know what? I don't like everything this person's about, but at the end of the day, uh, I'm not here to like this person. I'm here right. to get them to do a fucking job. Right. And like them or not, we were doing pretty fucking good. In no, we, we weren't doing pretty good. We were doing fucking amazing. <laughs> yeah. It's the best the country had ever done. For sure. For so, sure. And that's, an, that's a non-arguable fact. It's a fact, not a feeling. So it is what it is. But yeah, Critical thinking, long time um, investment that you need to make, uh, being able to see down the road, that comes with experience as well as your skill development on critical thinking. Awesome. That's fucking fire. All right. Question number two. So you you and Chris, right, in 1999, you were 19 years old, right? What made you guys start S2? Like, like what, what, that's what, the question. Yeah, that's the question. Like, like, I mean, there, there's many other businesses that you guys could have gotten into maybe, right? Like, what led you into S2? Like, what made you and Chris say, okay, we're, let's do this? Well, first and foremost, we wanted to be entrepreneurs. Yeah. Okay. Um, I knew that I was not the kind of person who could, uh, quite honestly, just being honest, like take direction. For, at that time in my life, <laughs> I couldn't, I was not coachable. Yeah. Okay. I was stubborn as fuck. And that's a good quality to have as an entrepreneur, by the way. It's not a negative. Um, especially in the beginning, you have to be stubborn and you have to be fucking rigid. Uh, so I didn't want to go get a job. I actually thought all my professors were fucking idiots. And, you know, for the reasons I described in the last question, like I've always qualified who I want to learn from. Mm. And I've always looked deeper into their lives, like to, to, to qualify them. You know, I don't just listen to someone uh, like a lot of people do now because they post on their story one time, you know, they booked a private jet. Like, I, Ooh. yeah, right. Like, Ooh. I'm looking for the motherfuckers that haven't flown private in fucking a decade or haven't flo- flown commercial in a decade. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm looking for motherfuckers that have the real juice behind them to do whatever they want to learn from, right? I'm not looking for guys who are just getting it going, trying to flex their shit. Um, so I look harder and deeper and I always have into who the fuck I learn from. And, um, I knew because of that, like, I'm going to have to pave my own way because there's no way I can make enough money working for someone else to live the life that I want to live. And I knew that very young when I was fucking eight, nine, 10 years old. My dad sort of beat that into me. So that contributed, right? I wanted to be an entrepreneur um, and we didn't really know what we wanted to be an entrepreneur in. So our first, our first line of thinking was we knew a guy uh, who who ended up becoming my friend uh, later on in life who owns some tanning salons. And mm-hmm. uh, we said, well, hey, he's fucking killing it. Let's just open some tanning salons. You know, that's like a lot, what a lot of entrepreneurs do. And this is very dangerous. And I'm going to explain why in a second. Uh, but we didn't know what it took. We didn't know anything about the business. We just want to make money. Yeah, right. Yeah. So we didn't care what we had to do. So we went and we tried to uh, look into tanning beds. And, you know, the first tanning, the, the tanning bed at that time was 30 grand. We only had 12 grand. So we only had $12,000 that we had saved up from painting the stripes on parking lots. Uh, We both worked at that job together. So then, uh, you know, we, we, 
we got the idea from a supplement store from this this guy who had made in, an independent supplement brand, which at the time was very rare. It was only this GNC and vitamin shop and like yeah. those kind of places. There was no independence. It wasn't a thing. So we decided to do that. And the reason we decided to do that was honestly out of ignorance and passion for us. We like to train like we like to train. We knew a little bit about nutrition. We knew a little bit about training. It was something we were interested in and passionate about. So we just said, fuck it, let's do that. And honestly, um, looking back, that was a terrible way. Like, cause dude, now I've spent the last 25 years trying to sell shit that people don't really fucking want. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, and it's weird because everybody and their brother sees what we do and they're like, I want to start a supplement brand. Yeah. Bro, <laughs> listen, I'm not saying this because, because the chances of you catching me at this point are almost zero. Okay. Uh, just logistically, it's impossible. I mean, you're 25 years ahead. Not only that. Yeah. Uh, it would take you a hundred million dollar capital investment to even fucking be on the, and then the cost. I mean, it's, it's, it's a bad thing to chase. Okay. <laughs> yeah, like you yeah. should be focusing on your own shit. Um, but I, I have all these people every day reach out and they're like, dude, I want to start a supplement brand. I want to start a supplement brand. I want to start a supplement brand. You know, they think that you put powder in a fucking bottle as two bucks and you make 50 bucks. It's, that's not how it works. Like, right. dude, the margins are very slim. They're not high. Uh, it, it, there's, there's a whole lot of shit that goes in it. If you want to be successful, very, very tough business. Uh, but, and anybody who's in the business is shaking their head right now. Like, holy fuck, dude, I know what you're talking about because yeah. it's hard as fuck. And so, uh, you know, but we made that, we made that decision. You know, we were kids, we were, we were stubborn. We thought we could do it. Uh, turns out we were right, but it wasn't without a long time of struggle. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Our, our first store, um, we opened, we had to go around Springfield, Missouri and try to get someone to lease to us, uh, which was a challenge in itself because we were just kids and we didn't have any credit and we didn't right. have any money. And, you know, nobody was backing us. Nobody was co-signing or anything like that. So we had to go out and convince people like, you know, hey, man, believe in us type mm. shit. You know what I mean? And we found one guy who was willing to um, allow us to rent the space. Uh it was a thousand dollars a month and he wanted a, the first year he wanted up front cash because he was certain that he wasn't going to get the lease followed yeah. through on. And, uh, well, fuck, that's everything you guys had. It was, yeah, it was every dollar we had. So, so we got the space, then we had to come up with the money for the product and the build out. And so what we did there was we went and got credit cards and we financed the, the build out and the first round of product, our first order and stock of the store was only $10,000. Um, and it's funny because now I get it. Like people used to come in the store, right? When we opened and they'd be like, fuck, are you guys going out of business? Yeah. I'm, I'm like, nah, man, we just started. We just started. Yeah. yeah. And like, I would get insulted. But now I like look back at the photos of what our yeah. store looked like. Yeah. And I'm like, well, fuck no shit. They thought that. Like I right. truly didn't get it. Like yeah. I, I didn't understand why they were asking me. Hmm. Um, So, you know, our first day we sold seven bucks. Uh, The second day we sold zero. The third day we sold like 23 bucks and took us eight months to have a day over 200 bucks. It took us five and a half years, six years to get our second store open. Our first three years, we made $0. The next seven years, the most we made was $695 per month. I made a total of $58,000 my first 10 years in business. And it was a fucking grind, you know? And um, I learned almost everything valuable about running a company like this size uh, then. And, you know, I learned what it meant to sacrifice. I learned what it meant to grind. I learned what it meant to be fucked over and looked over and talk shit on. And, and, and I learned what it meant to just execute and, and not listen to anything. And that's really what it came down to. Um, and so, you know, we got 10 years in 
and we weren't really making money. And we started talking about, uh, you know, moving to a different business or selling the company or closing it. And cause we still weren't making any money. And I remember we both started looking at other things. I started looking at, uh, this carpet cleaning situation, which didn't, <laughs> that's a whole nother, that's a whole, po- that's a whole podcast, <laughs> honestly. Cause I was about an inch away from being Andy, the motherfucking carpet cleaner right. for real. And, uh, you know, I, we went around and looked at these alternative careers because we weren't really getting it done. And we both came back together and we're like, dude, you know, like this shit, this, all this other shit sucks. Like yeah. we make a little bit more money, which, you know, we make a lot more money, but cause we weren't making any, yeah. but, uh, you know, we, we were both like, dude, maybe, maybe being rich isn't the, what we're meant for. Maybe we're just meant for helping people. And we had the conversation about, you know, the customers over that 10 years, that first 10 years in business who would come in, you know, and they'd sit with us and we'd talk to them and, and, and they would buy product and, you know, we would give them information and help them and they would leave. And then they would come in, you know, uh, a couple months later or six months later. And because we had little hourly employees, right? You don't always see the same person when they come in, but, but you would maybe not see them for six months. Right. And then they would see you and they're fucking a different person. Like they've mm. lost like a hundred pounds. Yeah. They're, they're giving you a big hug. They got yeah. tears in their eyes. And I, Chris and I had a conversation. We're like, dude, you know, we should just try to replicate that as much as possible. And when we switched our mindset from trying to make the business grow to trying to provide, uh, an amazing experience and result for our customers, you know, that's when the magic started happening and it just never stopped because we, we reinvest and we recommit to that every single day. And so our mission here in our companies, whether it's any of my companies, whether it's our tequila brand that we, that I'm investor in or anything I'm involved in, um, my superpower is that I can stay super focused on what the customer is there for and do that better than anybody else. And that's, that's the thing that I think people should hear when it comes to business. So whatever you choose, whatever you pick, whatever you decide you want to be in on, make sure that your focus isn't on yourself. Uh, it's on your customer. All right. And if you can focus on your customer uh, or your patron or, or whoever, you know, is coming in your restaurant or whatever it is you decide to do to provide the very best possible solution for them uh, so that, you know, and that starts with asking them, why, why are they here? Right. What are they, what are they expecting? You know, if, if you own a, a restaurant, that's a different thing than if you own a supplement brand or you own a gym or you own a, a finance company. Yeah, yeah. But at the point, the, the point of the matter is the best companies are very clear on why the customer's there. And then they pour as much into that as they possibly can and allow the customer to go out and do the marketing for you because you've done such a great job. It's no different than me talking about the fee at the beginning of the show where I say, Hey, if we do good, share it. If we don't, don't share it because I don't deserve it. Right. And that's how I look at business as a whole, you know? So it really doesn't matter what you pick. uh, As long as you pick something, I think that you're passionate about that you're interested in. And even if you're passionate and even if you're interested, you are going to have multiple days a month where you're like, fuck, this really sucks. What did I get myself into? How, like, dude, even today, like even, even this, at this point in my life, I still have days where I'm like, fuck, dude, this is so complicated. This is so, I can't even unwind this if I want to, you know, like it's overwhelming to be an entrepreneur and to have people depend on you. And, and, And so it's important to have passion for what you do. And my passion nowadays is really simple. Like I want my customers to, to change their lives. I want people who do 75 hard to get control of themselves like I have. Um, 
I want my, my people here to build careers as best as we can. And so when I take my focus and pour it into everything else, all the rest of the shit just takes care of itself. You know what I'm saying? So that would be the main lesson that I would tell anyone who is just thinking about starting a business. Understand that if you make it about you, it'll never be about you. If you make it about everybody else, it'll be about you. That's fucking fire. Yeah. That's fire. <clears throat> Jeez, two for two right there, guys. Okay, so question number three. So what are, what are your thoughts on working with family members, right? So like, you know, the, the, the person that submitted this question, they own a business, they're thinking about hiring their father as one of the managers for that business. What are your, what are your thoughts on hiring your close family members? Um, I think most people have to be careful uh, because most families are pretty petty from my observation. Uh, in my family, we settle things. So we beat the fuck out of each other <laughs> physically and then it settles. Yeah. And that's how we do things. We're very old school. Like Sal and I get in a fight probably once every 12 months, legitimate fist fight. Um, Chris and I get in arguments. We don't get in fights, but uh, <clears throat> you know, five minutes later we squash it and we say, all right, good. We're moving forward. Yeah. And that's how we do it. And most people just aren't willing to do those kind of things. Yeah. Uh, so they argue and they hold grudges and they and they fucking act like little bitches and and and, and create cancer inside the office. So I think it's important uh, to really evaluate your communication level and your communication comfort level when working with your family. Like, dude, I don't care who you are if you're related to me or not. You're gonna get the fucking bear <laughs> once in a while. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, when you fuck up, I'm gonna fucking let you know, and that's it. And I'm also gonna put my arm around you afterwards and say, hey, you understand why I did that, right? And a lot of people can't do that. You know, mm. they do this passive aggressive shit where they like try to freeze you out or they try to not talk to you and they think they're like being real, you know, like, oh, I'm showing you, bro, you're just taking money out of your own pocket. You know, like if you're going to work with family members, this is my advice. Make sure they bring something to the table that you don't have. This goes for any partner. A lot of people want to build a business with a partner because it's like, right? You know, oh, dude, me and you, we're going to be rich. We're going to be friends. It happened to work out for me and Chris. Uh, but now without a lot of fucking work and a lot of yeah. challenges and a lot of understanding and a lot of like understanding where the fucking line is mm -hmm. like him and I know the line, like I know when he's had enough of me yeah. and he, and he knows vice versa. And you know what? We might not talk for a day, but, but then we might come back in the next day and act like everything's cool. Now, Sal and I are a little different because we grew up beating the shit out of each yeah. other <laughs> and neither one of us are intimidated by each other, yeah. which is pretty stupid because we're both pretty imposing dudes. And every time we fight, we both get hurt. Yeah. But, yeah. but, uh, you know, it's, it is what it is. It's how, it, it, and we made a pledge last time that we weren't going to do this anymore, but I mean, we still had a couple moments where it's like, <laughs> it almost went there and I'm sure it will maybe one time again, you know, some other time. I hope not because yeah. it, I, I definitely don't want to get hurt again. Yeah. But the, the, the point is, is you've got to be really comfortable having direct conversations, you know, uh, Ed Milet's a business partner of mine. We've had some very direct conversations with each other. Uh, at the end of the conversation, you know, it, it and, and dude, those are hard, right? Yeah. Like yeah. Ed's one of my very, very best friends in life. Like I, sometimes he's got to tell me some shit that I don't like to hear sometimes vice versa. And guess what? When you know, it's within the interests of the common goal, it's okay. But a lot of people in business, man, they forget that they forget that there's a mission. They forget that there's something bigger than both of you. And a lot of people are in business for the wrong reasons. They're in business because they want to be the CEO or they want to be the boss or they want to flex on Instagram. Look, dude, most people ain't built for that. Like they're just not. It's hard as fuck to be in charge of of um, of that much 
shit. Yeah. It just is. And like anybody out there who's doing it successfully, you have my respect, dude, because it's hard. It is hard. And most, and the average person cannot understand that unless they are that. So that's one of the reasons I like Arate so much because uh, in our group, everybody's an entrepreneur. So like I was on the phone with one of my guys, uh, Adam, uh, who run, who does all my jet charters. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Who's by the way, the best guy I've ever used. Good dude. For fucking anything. Yeah. Everything's always fucking, uh, the, the I's are dotted and the T's are crossed. Uh, what's his Instagram anyway? I want to give uh, him a plug. It's uh, Adam the Jet Guy, I think. Adam Private Jet. Adam Private Jets on Instagram. Dude, you guys you guys who are in that situation where you're getting to uh, want to have someone who can arrange your travel, this guy does it all. He takes care of every fucking detail. It's, it's painless, uh, and, you know. It's expensive, but it is, it's an expensive thing. <laughs> yeah. But I just want to give credit because like I was on the phone with them earlier today and we're having talks just as like buddies, like, yeah. fuck, this is hard. And I'm like, I know, bro, it's fucking hard. <laughs> and like, you know, so it's important to surround yourself with people who understand because when you vent, you don't want to be misunderstood. Yeah. You know, so uh, I don't have an opinion plus or minus on the partner thing with family. I think most people fuck it up because they try to take all the credit and they want all the fucking glory and they want all the money and they want all of it. And you have to realize that being in charge of a company is not where you get all of it. It's where you get the leftovers. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, so you better build a company that's strong enough and and hardy enough and and successful enough uh, that the leftovers are substantial, you know? And so think about that. Like, it's just the reality of being in business. So uh, for those of you out there thinking about partnering with your friends or your family because you think it's going to be this really fun thing, um, understand that unless they bring a special skill, okay, or a complementary skill, it's probably not a good idea because you can do it on your own. Uh, you know, one of the things about Chris and I that makes it work, we just so happen to have different sort of skills, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, he likes to run the back end. I like to run the front end. Uh, I'm capable of running the front end. I'm not capable of running the back end and vice versa. It's a yin and yang. Yes, 100%. So like I couldn't sit there and do all the shit that he does every day. I would go fucking insane. Yeah. You know, but he also doesn't want to get up and and do all the shit I got to do. Right. You know, and uh, so it works. And that's what I would look for in a partner. I would look for someone who brings something to to the table of the greater good of the project that you don't have. And you know, if it's not natural, maybe it's time to have a conversation with that person. Like, here's how I see the roles. Because not having a clearly defined role is really what gets people in trouble. Like, when you got two guys who are both trying to be the CEO. Both trying to wear the pants. Yeah, bro. That's going to cause big problems. Um, And usually they both want to be the CEO because they both want the credit for being the CEO. I'm going to tell you right now, being the CEO fucking sucks. (laughs) Okay? You got to make all the hard decisions. You got to do all the shit nobody wants to do. You got to eat all the shit for other people's mistakes. You know, I can't tell you how many times people fucked up shit here in the company and I got to eat it. You know what I'm saying? Personally, that's my name. And like, dude, there's a whole lot of things people never really think about. Uh, So, you know, that's most people, I'm going to say this and it's going to make people mad, but it's the truth. Most people that think they're entrepreneurs are actually great entrepreneurs, meaning they would be a fucking superstar executive. They would be a killer fucking right-hand man or woman. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's nothing wrong with that because those people get fucking paid. Yeah. But like that, the difference between that and that next level is massive. 
And it, it's and none of it's really that great. That's just the truth. Um, it's not what these fuckers on Instagram make it seem like where they're like, oh, dude, here I am. You know, they, they fucking charter their jet one time a year and they're, you know, you know like it's yeah, just like, yeah. dude, why are you telling people this shit? This shit is a fucking grind. I've been at this for 23 years. People should be told the truth so they understand what the fuck they're in for because there's a whole bunch of motherfuckers out there listening right now uh, who think that there's something wrong with them as an entrepreneur, or a business mm-hmm. owner, because it's hard. Like they think, oh, dude, I suck at this. Or, oh, dude, I'm no, dude, everybody sucks at it. It's just a whole bunch of people on the internet pretend like they don't. Mm. Okay. So do some research in them. That's what deep. what company do they actually build? What, how much revenue do they actually do? What, how many people do they employ? Is their brand recognizable? Do you see it everywhere? You know, are they doing real things? Like, cause there's a lot of people who aren't doing anything other than just fucking uh, pretending to be wealthy and then taking your money to pay them to teach you how to be wealthy. There's a whole bunch of those fuckers. So, yeah. you know, unless they're building something real or they built something real, I wouldn't fucking listen to those people at all. Like at all. Yeah. Like a professional coach, like a person who's a professional coach and that's all they do. Yeah. Fuck that guy. Yeah. You shouldn't be listening to him. You should be learning from people who run actual companies, who are in the fight, who are in the battle, who are in the mix at the right at this time so that you can learn what's actually happening because we live in a um uh, in a environment that is changing at such a rapid rate that if you're not learning from someone who's in the fight, the same fight you're in, uh you're you're not going to be able to adjust and adapt and learn the skills properly because it's too fast. So it's very important that you guys are like, you know, learning from people who have actually done shit and are continuing to do shit in this time frame. And I know that's like a little off topic. But oh, it's a perfect fucking point. Yeah, I think it's, it's awesome. a very important part because or important important point because, um, you know, the fake shit to me, I, I see it becoming more and more prevalent, like not less. So, you know, be smart enough to look into those things. If you see me with someone, if you see me with a picture uh, with, with a picture with them, I can promise you they're doing something. Uh, you don't I don't go to bullshit. I don't fucking associate with bullshit. If that's your litmus litmus test, if you see me with someone, I promise you they're doing something. Okay. And you can learn some shit from them. So, um, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Just think about it, man. Think about it. Like instead of, it's just the same thing we talk about with critical thinking, take the emotion out, take the emotion out. Is that person still a good business partner? Do they bring things you don't have? Do they bring capital? Do they bring experience? Do they bring skills? Are they willing to play a different role than you want to play? Those are questions to ask and think about. That's awesome, man. That's three for fucking three. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we're balling. Hey, man, you know what? You get your balls kicked in for quarter century, you're going to know some shit. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, you know, I hope that helps you guys. So, is that it? That's it, man. All right, guys. Well, if if you like the show, if you learned something, if it gave you perspective, uh, please share the show. Uh, I really appreciate all the love you guys have been showing, especially with the Pro America shows. Um, As you know, I'm passionate about that. Something that really matters to me and should matter to you, too. Because without freedom and without our personal autonomy, we don't have anything. We don't have the ability to build. We don't have the ability to create. We don't have the ability to uh, become wealthy and successful and provide for our our families and our friends and, and our employees. So if you're an entrepreneur and you're not in this fight for freedom, uh, get in it. Yeah. Went from sleeping on the floor. Now my jewelry box froze. Fuck a bowl, fuck a stove. Counted millions in the cold. Bad bitch, booted swole. Got her on bankroll. Can't fold, that's a no head.